Welcome to Scenes of Beauty, a platform that is here to empower you to embrace your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty, whatever that might be. I'm Chloe and I'm making it my mission to help people find and live their truest selves. If you're enjoying listening to the podcast and taking things away from it, hit the follow and subscribe button, share with friends and on your socials. I'm at the very beginning of the Scenes of Beauty journey and it helps more than you know to grow the platform. This week's episode is one that you guys are going to love. Mona is a makeup artist and a true creative through and through. I asked her to join me on the show to discuss the deeper meaning that makeup has for her and using it as a form of expression for feeling and creativity. Her passion and dedication to succeed and strive for more is so infectious and she really showed me that with a bit of true self-belief you can achieve anything you want. Plus she tells us how to get that perfect wing liner that she's always rocking. I absolutely loved our chat and I hope that you guys do too. Hey Mona! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. Um, thanks so much for joining uh, Scenes of Beauty. I'm so glad that you agreed to join. Um, so Mona and I have just been chatting a little bit about like all things makeup and beauty and how you come into it. Um, so we'll just have kind of a general chat about that. But first, do you want to introduce yourself and tell listeners a bit about you? Yeah. Defo. So, yeah, my name's Mona. I'm a makeup artist. I've been working in the industry for over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. I used to always, well, I still do work in the fashion industry, but I also work with celebrities and a lot of music artists too. And yeah, I love my job. It's really, really fun. And <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm up to at the moment. So just how did you kind of because makeup and beauty wasn't always mm-hmm. kind of on the cards, was it? What, yeah, what so how did you get into it? I always, I mean, from the youngest age, I've always been very artistic, loved drawing, loved doing any kind of like artsy, crafty thing. That's what I spent my whole childhood doing. But I also had this kind of uh, love for fashion or like a, I was always really intrigued by that world. I, when I got a bit older, I loved looking at, you know, the history of Vivian Westwood. And then when Alexander McQueen came around, I just was so in awe of everything that he was creating. I think because he was creating these incredible worlds that were so far from the world that we lived in. And it was all Mm -hmm. about like, you know, fantasy and, you know, transformation. And I just, I loved the idea of that. I think as well, because I'm quite naturally quite a reserved person. I'm not really Mm -hmm. someone that's ever been someone to like express myself through fashion or makeup but I've always been so in awe of people that can Mm -hmm. and so that kind of really piqued my interest and so I always wanted to work in fashion that was the thing that I always used to say but I didn't really know what part I just kind of wanted to be involved in some way so I did study fashion and fashion communication at Central St Martins it was really varied course kind of did lots of like graphics marketing fashion writing styling basically like everything that goes into like working for a fashion magazine yeah 
And I thought that maybe I might like to do that, but then it just was not hands-on enough and I missed Mm -hmm. doing things with my hands because, like I said, I loved, like, painting and drawing and things. So I found myself doing a lot of projects on people's faces. I just would always find a way to, like, get some paints out, you know? Physically, like, I was, like, drawing or making things or I'd always, like, find a way to, like, make the whatever project it was I was doing, like, a bit (laughs) hands-on. And so I think my tutor was like, you know, why don't you just do makeup? And I was just like, oh, yeah, maybe. I just didn't think of it. And then that summer I did, like, a... 10-day intensive fashion makeup course and I was always really interested in makeup products I always used to play with products a lot but Mm -hmm. not for like um I was just kind of like obsessed with like glitters and textures and you know so I used to like collect makeup a bit and play with it on myself a bit but not in like a really overly expressive way it was just I liked the things like you would like paints and stuff like that so yeah Yeah. so I did a did a 10-day intensive fashion makeup course and I just fell in love with it and I was like, okay, this is 100% what I'm going to do because it incorporates like all my love of fashion. Yeah. But I'm able to, you know, paint and be creative. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just never turned back. Nice. So you you did that at uni and then you yeah. did the makeup course and then you went on to do becoming yeah. more of an artist. Yeah, then I just sort of, well, it was kind of in the middle of my course that I, des- I decided I wanted to do makeup. And then my final year, we had to make a a magazine so I made a beauty magazine yeah that was like full of so that actually gave me like quite a good book I did loads of shoots and I was doing loads of makeup and it kind of gave me a bit of a base to then go off and you know Mm -hmm. find other photographers to work with and I just spent a a lot a good few years really building up my book and then I started to um, assist some makeup artists and I worked backstage at fashion week for like a good four years I did the whole fashion week circuit which I just loved Mm because it was like that's where my interest in fashion kind of came from was yeah, from like yeah, looking yeah. at fashion week shows yeah, that must and that's amazing. where I got really good at makeup that's like an amazing way to like really learn makeup is to you know work underneath people that have been how doing that a long time how did you network like that because uh, I get asked this question a lot because yeah. I'm quite good at networking and getting yeah. involved but I guess a lot of people it's quite scary concept to them so you know you you were lucky enough to to have that time at fashion week what mm. would you say to someone kind of who's younger who's looking to get into the same Mm. kind of realm I actually get asked that question a lot as well and it did help that I went to a fashion university because I met loads of people in fashion so kind of all of my friends were kind of in that world in some way but if you don't have those connections you just you have to just get in the habit of cold emailing people and a lot of people and I did used to do that I would buy fashion magazines and I would literally look at every single shoot go to the credits, I'd be like, who's a photographer, who's a stylist, find them on Instagram, send them an email, when they don't reply, email two weeks later, it's like a proper hustle. Oh yeah. And you just have to not be afraid of being annoying, you know, and just keep on, if you want something bad enough, you've just got to keep on hammering at that door a little bit. And then eventually, you know, you meet one person and they introduce you to another one and then it can feel a bit, you know, long at the beginning because it's like a lot of input but it does pay off so yeah it's funny because I do exactly the same thing I read magazines and I look at who's written the articles and Mm -hmm. I'm like tell me how to write and like how do we get in and da 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 and you'll be surprised how many people are open to helping you know everyone's been in a situation of starting out so Mm -hmm. if you are in that place then just go for it the worst that can happen is they say no or they don't respond so it's you know probably never going to meet these people so it's it's fine yeah it doesn't matter yeah it's that fear of people not responding that holds people yeah, back. Yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter, exactly. Um, so we were talking a bit before we started recording about kind of what makeup means to you when you were saying, you know, mm-hmm. you get asked that question a lot. So what yeah. what is it? Is there, I ask a lot on the show, like, is there something deeper or does it mean something mm-hmm. or is there a more to it than a... Yeah, I mean, I think it's like makeup and beauty that is quite an interesting topic because I didn't get into makeup for beauty I got into it for the art of it yeah and when I first started makeup all of my looks were very you know really trying to like pull things away from like the conventional way that beauty looks I was always wanting to create characters and take it away from that really push boundaries why do you think that was I think just because I just wanted to see something different yeah you know and it's it was kind of it's less judgmental you know in a way like when you're just when you're creating a character that no one's seen before or when you're creating a really bold and fierce look it just has a different energy to it than something 
pretty or something yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I yeah. just always loved kind of like playing in that world and I think yeah. just because I was so I w- was so influenced by people like Alexander McQueen like I said that that's really I wanted to like really push myself yeah yeah in that way yeah and I think as well because I wasn't so daring with my own makeup yeah I kind of it was my way of expressing myself on someone else's face yeah so that's always what I gravitated towards so for me yeah makeup is definitely like a tool of self-expression and yeah um it can be a really powerful thing for sure yeah so that's interesting that you say about kind of being an introvert but then expressing mm-hmm. on other people's faces because I think in in Bambi's episode that we did a few weeks ago she was saying you know that she was an introvert and her, like posting on social is a kind of form of expression so is that a a way of speaking or definitely yeah, yeah I think it is there is like a language in makeup yeah for example if I go to a shoot and I'm in like a bit of a bad mood or something, yeah. I will naturally want to create like a bit more of a moody look. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, even on myself yeah. to a degree, you know, I, you know, I can hide my emotions with a really like dark black eyeliner. Yeah, or, yeah, you yeah. Know, you can, it can, it can really help to navigate the way you're feeling makeup. But yeah. I think for me, definitely, I would project more of that through my work than on myself personally. Yeah. Um, and then you also said about kind of do you do the do you create these looks on your own face as well I know you do sometimes mm-hmm. but yeah um definitely so through lockdown yeah definitely I would use my own face much more yeah and obviously the industry is really changing and people are really interested in seeing like the makeup artist behind the looks so it's something that I've become a lot more comfortable with and I actually really enjoy it and it's funny that you said that um Bambi uses that as a way to express herself because I kind of feel that I do do the same yeah with social media like I actually I'm not afraid to talk on camera or you know put myself out there in that way but in real life yeah I'm much more I hold back a lot more with that sort of thing so I have been doing things on my face a lot recently and it's I definitely did use that as a way of you know, like masking my feelings or as a like form of therapy in lockdown, you know, where yeah, I felt yeah, yeah. a bit like fed up or uninspired, I would sit down and get out all of my bright colours and paint something like completely crazy on my face. Yeah. It would take like three or four hours so I could really like remove myself from, you know, all of the thoughts and feelings I was having. And yeah. it would like completely kind of reset myself. And it is a very yeah. therapeutic thing. And I think even for people that sometimes I sat in my chair just having the act of having makeup put on is quite therapeutic it does make you yeah, can yeah, make yeah. you really feel relaxed and take you away from the thoughts and feelings that you were having beforehand because you kind of feel like a bit of a new yeah. person so it is a really amazing tool in that way yeah and I guess that's that's interesting because um you know my form of that or how I translate that is I would write like I write on an evening or I write articles or I write something. So I'm hoping, kind of saying this out loud, I'm hoping that people listening will, you know, if they're artistic or if they like to sew or if they do something, then that's a form of expression and, and getting that feeling out as well. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah. Thanks also for sharing. just being with yourself, you know, I think yeah. sometimes like you can really get to know yourself through makeup and often I'll have people say like, oh, I'm just not good at makeup or I just don't know how to do makeup on myself. But actually, yeah. like, I think it's just not many people take the time to actually just sit with themselves, look yeah. at themselves and like really have a play and experiment and, you know, work with their own face. So it can be quite confronting to sit in front of a mirror probably yeah. and like really like spend a lot of time with your own face. But actually it can be a really like amazing kind of... yeah. I don't know, bonding experience with yourself in a way. No, yeah, you know? that's, that. I've I never thought about it like that, but that's mm. really interesting. So is that something you've done to to get more familiar with yourself? Have yeah. you ever been insecure? Yeah. Like about... Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would say like, yeah, growing up... Um, yeah, I've always been very like self-aware and very insecure. More about my body, I would say, than my yeah, face. Yeah, I've, I've me too. Yeah. All, yeah, it was. It's definitely more like body focused than face for me. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's 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 yeah, it's like a it's a funny thing to like really sit and like look at your face. And I think yeah. 
um like I've always said I find it so much easier to do makeup on other people than on myself yeah and that I think is just because I haven't given myself what well, more so now I have but yeah. before I hadn't really given myself the time to just like sit and yeah really look at my own face in yeah. the way that I would look at someone else's face and yeah uh, I think recently, more recently now that I've been on camera and things, I have sat with my own face. And it's it's really enjoy. It can be like a really enjoyable thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because I, f- I do feel <clears throat> with, um, you know, since I've been doing this, I've had a lot of conversations with people about how to be more comfortable with yourself. So I'm really yeah. glad that you've just shared that because... Mm. I have a weird relationship with mirrors. I think like I have a love hey. I think yeah. you can they're either really great <clears throat> to kind of acknowledge and be more comfortable and content, but they can also be quite damaging because that's the place where you bad self talk a lot of totally. the time. So it's interesting that you just said, you know, to sit and and be comfortable. With that, do you do you have you ever worn makeup as like a mask to cover something or mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, again, a classic example would be like in lockdown, I just wasn't wearing any makeup because I wasn't seeing anyone. And, you know, this what's the point. Like, I'd prefer to spend myself, my my time doing something else. But after a while, I was just starting to feel like really blah and like like, just not great. And like, I, I then started this habit of like waking up doing all my skincare yeah putting my makeup on and it just made it did make me feel good when I yeah. walked past the mirror I was like oh no I feel like you know energized and yeah you know the makeup can definitely make you feel that way or sometimes if I am feeling like particularly low yeah I would like take the time to you know make myself yeah feel better by yeah. putting more makeup on so I yeah. do I do definitely do that but I at the same time I really try and not I really try not to rely on it because yeah. I think it's important to also feel comfortable without it. Yeah. And so I, I never try, I don't, I try and not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, everyone has such a, what I'm learning is everyone has such a different relationship with makeup mm. because some people have looked back and have used it to cover up emotions or a breakup or yeah. a, something happening with a parent and other people use it as, I just want to feel really great and I started before I started the podcast I started to look back at like the Estee Lauders and the YSLs and the Chanel's and and how it came about and it was just this a lipstick or a bit of blush it wasn't a full face and then we took Mm -hmm. it to this whole extreme of it being this thick heavy makeup that actually made you look something like like somebody else and that wasn't yourself yeah um, and then now I don't know if you agree but I think we're coming out of that where we are being a bit more barefaced and, na- and a natural look yeah. and obviously your work is is completely varied but mm-hmm. it's interesting just the if you look at the journey and how people use it and what they pick apart from makeup it's a really interesting yeah. psychology yeah definitely yeah I mean we have like makeup's got very extreme in the past few years, definitely. Yeah. But I think it's, I think that's just also... It's been, almost like an outfit, isn't it? It's almost yeah. a statement piece of... Yeah. Yeah. I think just recently, in the past few years, just so many people have become lovers of makeup. Yeah. And so everyone's done that classic classic thing of, let's just see how much I can put on my face because this is really yeah, fun yeah, and yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. But obviously what comes with that is then, you know, people are unable to feel comfortable with yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. on their face yeah, because they've yeah. become so used to this really really heavy mask yeah so um which kind of goes back to the point of sitting in a mirror and looking at your face and your skin and what works and what mm. you feel comfortable in and what you feel the best in and what kind yeah. of makeup empowers you because a lot of people don't know that sometimes yeah. I'll always like whenever I'm working with a new client I'll I'll say you know okay let me know like what it there's things that you do like or you don't like anything that you're specific about if you like your brows a certain way and some people are really clear they're like I don't think I look great with this I really like it when my brows look like this and some people are just I have I don't know I don't know what I like and that can be trickier sometimes too because you know then you can create something and they don't like it they don't know why they don't like it yeah things like that so I think it is it is a powerful thing to sit down and really like just ask yourself questions yeah. what do I actually like rather than thinking oh I love that person I love that I love their makeup let me just put that on my face yeah, without yeah. kind of thinking does that look good on my yeah. face or is that the kind of you know makeup I actually want to be wearing yeah 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 sometimes yeah. it's 
yeah. it's just like a copy cat it can be a copycat thing yeah yeah it but can then, especially with tutorials and that kind yeah. of thing now but and even like going back in the history of makeup you know if you think about in the 50s it was all about like red lips and winged eyeliner and that's because everyone yeah. was trying to look like Marilyn Monroe so yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. everyone always takes inspiration from other people that's always going to be yeah the norm and I think it's like really fun to do that too but yeah you know sometimes and it's good to like yeah yeah be, be with your own face and it is it is also like you know, it's not a, some days you want to wear more, some days you don't want to, and it's mm-hmm. not, a, it's just how you feel on that day or if you're going out or whatever, you know. How do you start to, we've talked a bit about being comfortable in your own skin, but how do you, how do you start to know what works? So I'm just thinking because I'm not a mad, I wouldn't say I'm not a mad lover of makeup. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd go out of my way to do a big flamboyant look. I'm just yeah. not, I'm, I'm a writer. I'm not a, yeah. And so, There'll be a lot of people, but I wouldn't know necessarily what works on my skin or what mm-hmm. suits my face shape. How do you start mm-hmm. to know? Because this is probably quite useful stuff for people yeah. to, to know because yeah, they never have this conversation. I would definitely start by trying, you know, research is always good. It's always good to like look at lots of different images of, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. makeup. But try and look at images of people that have similar features to you, yeah. similar skin tone to you, similar features, similar eye shape. Yeah. And then you can have a look and think okay, do I like that eye look? Do I like this eye look? And then try them on yourself. And just, it's just a lot of trial and error, to be honest. And, yeah. you, know, you know, putting something on, seeing how it makes you feel. Yeah. Editing it a little bit. There's no rules with makeup. This is yeah. the thing. I always get asked about this as well. And I don't like to say to anyone, oh, you have this eye color, therefore you should be wearing this. Or you have this mm-hmm. eye shape, therefore you should be wearing this. Because it's it's not like really um formulaic like that like it's yeah, yeah, you know yeah. just someone that's got a round eye can wear the makeup that's you know people would say is more suitable for an almond shape eye there's no rules yeah. there really isn't it's all about what you want to achieve do you want to yeah. make your eyes look bigger do you want your eyes to make your eyes look you know sexier and more sultry do you want to yeah. emphasize this feature not emphasize this feature yeah it's yeah yeah, yeah. okay um what's the most what brings you the most joy out of being a makeup artist what is that's a really good question um because we talked about different types of model and people is that something mm. you know being when it means more to your client or yeah is it at the expression mm. or yeah I, I would say two things so one would be when I can just create a look with no other influences in like when I can just like be with myself or just with a model that's you know I don't have yeah. to think about too much and I just get to paint a look that I want to paint I literally go into like this zone of like just being in you know in my element yeah and I love 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 that it's kind of like how I would imagine someone feels painting a picture on their own yeah. that's like one part of it that I love and that's why I got into it yeah but more recently having worked with you know musicians and celebrities and getting people ready for a really important event or red carpet or performance that has brought a whole new meaning to my work because before I was like I said I was only working with models and models are just there to model whatever they're there to model it's not about their personal image or how they feel necessarily um when you work with a celebrity it's all about their own image and so that is the most important thing about the makeup it's about making sure that that person feels really confident and that person feels good and so when you do someone's makeup and you do make them feel really really confident and really really good that obviously makes you feel good and that is like a really amazing thing to be able to you know do for someone and And it adds another layer to to your work doesn't it and I've really fallen in love with that side of makeup because that just wasn't really anything that I yeah I just wasn't experiencing that in you know the fashion makeup that I was doing so I do love that I really really love that yes it's um yeah it's really lovely that's so nice so we said about like you know you your passion for fashion um and then it kind of moved into makeup and you're obviously very you know it's 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 quite clear how you feel about makeup and that it's your heart and it's your soul and it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a thing that you love every day what would you say to someone who's kind of 
unsure of what their passion is or they're in I think a lot of girls might leave school and go to uni and do makeup or fashion or something and they know that they're creative and they've got this angst to get out there and I'm asking because I this is this is mine scenes of beauty is mine and it's writing Mm -hmm. and it's talking and it's getting into people's minds and how they work and helping others but it's taken me a long time to figure that out but what yeah what advice would you give to someone who's in that realm of wanting to get out there creatively but not quite sure how to do that how to I think the first thing is just don't put pressure on yourself don't put any time pressures on yourself I did that like a lot like I remember I left uni and I was like right I've got two years and then I need to be here and here Uh, just even though and that was me knowing kind of what I wanted to do and it's just not realistic like if you really love something you have to be willing to for it to be like a long labor of love and you know when you find something that you love you want to be able to do it for forever so time really shouldn't be so much of a pressure yeah selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But even if you are trying to find what it is that you want to do you just have to try lots of things just don't don't sit and think about it and not do just even just do the tiniest things and try and put yourself out there and you'll eventually start to eliminate okay that's not for me that's not for me you know yeah yeah trial and error be brave and um just go for it yeah bravery is um something that doesn't come natural and I think self-belief especially when you're in this industry where it can be so competitive and there's you know there's there's a lot to go at but there's also a lot of people wanting the same thing as you. And so that can be quite tricky. Have you always been someone that has had self-belief or do you, is, is it something that you practice? Do you, do you feel like you've got self-belief now? Yeah. Do you know what? That is something that I've always had in a yeah. way. When it comes to like my artistic abilities, I've always been quite confident. I don't know if yeah. that's literally just because I've been doing it since yeah, I've been yeah, yeah. so small. But also I've just had this, like, I've always had this drive to succeed. That's always been the driving force. I just want to, like, I just kind of think of life as like this big video game and I just want to get to like the highest level that I can get. And so I'll do whatever it is that I need to do to get there. And I've just always wanted to like prove to myself. I'm always wanting to prove to myself that I can achieve this and achieve that. And Where does that 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 come from? from? It is funny. You know, it's interesting because I'm not like a a super confident person in other things yeah. like I would like I like doing karaoke or something like that like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, me too. <laughs> I'm like sh- I'm like shy I don't yeah, put myself too. out yeah, there in that way <laughs> but, like, when it comes to myself I don't know where that comes from um do you think it's just because I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I'm a bit like you I'm really shy in some areas when you say karaoke I just couldn't think of anything worse literally nothing worse <laughs> but I think it's because there's something a switch happens when you find something that you really love and mm. so I don't know about you but I'm in a headspace at the moment that there's no holding me back I'm just gonna go and go yeah. and go and go and go yeah and that is a drive so do you feel this I'm just trying to articulate it in a way that makes sense and I don't know if it's the same feeling for you but or is it something from childhood? Are you parents that way or a grandparent or a, mm. an older sibling or something? Yeah. I mean, my dad always, like, he he worked abroad a lot. He was always yeah. working. I always remember him, like, working really, really hard. And that 
I'm sure had an influence on me. Yeah. Um, and I've always just been a bit of a high achiever. Like I enjoyed school because I yeah. wanted to, I always just have wanted to give myself the best fighting chance and whatever it is that yeah. I do. I kind of always think that I just, there's no time to waste. Like life is so precious and it's so short. So yeah. if I don't give it my all right now, then I'm just wasting time yeah. in a way. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just always, I enjoy doing things. I yeah. always enjoy doing things. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting because it's not like a normal thing for like when you think personality type, someone that's shy, sometimes you wouldn't think yeah. they would also be really driven. But like even yeah. I remember like the earliest memory of it is that uh, my maths teacher in school, he, um, I was always like good in school. I would always like try really hard. I was in top set maths. But then like as it was coming up to our GCSEs, the teacher like split the maths class in half and was like, I'm only going to teach this half um this part of the you know the curriculum and the other half I'll teach the higher so basically I was in the bottom half and he was like what I teach you will guarantee you a B but you're not going to be able to get an A or A star because I'm not going to teach you that I want you to focus on the other stuff and I was literally outraged I was like how (laughs) dare you try and like limit me in that way it was like it really really pissed me off yeah and so I was like I'm going to show you that I can get an A and you know, I got, and then I did, I worked really hard and I was like, lucky my parents were like, we'll get you a tutor. And I was like, every day after school, I would like study maths, even though I didn't like maths. I just wanted to prove him wrong so badly. And then I got an A and I was just like, it's just that, like, I've always had that in me. I just don't, I just want to prove to myself that I can do whatever it is that I put my mind to. I get a kick out of that. That is like one of my main passions in life, to be honest. I've just, I just get a kick out of, you know, proving to myself that I can do more and more and more. It's, yeah. it's literally what keeps me going. I just, yeah. that's what I wake up for. It's not for makeup. It's just for like, yeah. 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 Good for you. And you said like, it's the reason to succeed is for yourself. I love that. I think it's so boss. I think it's great. Cause a lot of my mentality, my old mentality, or like a lot of work that I do now is, is for me and working on me and being more confident or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times we want to do something for something. So when mm-hmm. you're, you're working your whole life for you, I find that really empowering and inspiring because yeah, I think a lot of people do, do it for someone else or I'm in a rat race and this is what I have to do. Like I ask a lot of people ask me about career. I don't know why, but a lot of mm-hmm. people ask me about career advice And I always say, are you in a job that you actually want to do? Or do you think that you should be doing this because this was the goal when you were 15 and or you were starting uni or whatever? But have you always acted in a way that is for yourself? Have you always been like that? I think so. I don't know if it's because I would spend like when I was a child, I would spend my weekends by myself doing like painting or doing like hammer beads or I don't know I that is where my happy place is is kind of being on my own in a way like sometimes I wonder I'm like am I just too (laughs) anti-social I do like really enjoy my own company yeah and so maybe that is why I do things myself because I am just like comfortable in being with myself so I sort of know that you know that's who I have to do things for because I'm the only person that I can rely on yeah and do you have siblings I've got a brother yeah do you and just um yeah it's it's interesting have you always spent a lot of time on your own yeah 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 I have I've always I think because I've just always yeah like I mean like for example like I've never been to be honest I've never been able to like totally rely on friends in a way like growing up like all through like especially secondary school I went to like an all-girls secondary school it was a very bitchy environment and I had like lots of falling outs with friends over like stupid things. And I was just like, I got really sick of it. And you know, it was just, I was just, you have a few experiences like that and you were just like, and then you just think, you know, it's, I just have to do things for me because I can't be here trying to please everyone else because it's just exhausting and draining and that holds you back sometimes too. Yeah. So, um, I think that's a really wise thing to click on to. I'm such a late bloomer. Like I mm. don't realize stuff until it's, too not too late but 
till I'm a bit older. I've yeah. always been that way. But it's, it's so wise and smart of you to have realized that at such a young age. Because I do think we've talked a lot on the podcast about 20s and like how hard your 20s are because you figuring out who you are and then you look back and you realize that you're in situations and then you kind of start to self-critique about like stuff you did Mm. when you were 15 and actually nobody gives a shit about what you did when you were 15 like you shouldn't be caring about Mm -hmm. that and so I do think a lot of people find it hard to one be the questions I honestly the questions I get about how do you sit and spend time on your own and that to me baffles me because I'm like you I like to be on my own if I have a Friday with friends or dinner with someone I like the whole week that's that's enough for me for like three days I am like I'm good now I've done something you know yeah um so how do you I guess if you've always been someone who's been comfortable in your own space Mm. I was going to ask how do you get comfortable but I guess what advice would you give to someone or what have you learned from spending time on your own I just think like you like as people where we're like the person that we're guaranteed to like be with forever is ourselves. So mm-hmm. it's just you can't also I will just say I have done the opposite. Like I did yeah, like I, yeah. I was I was in a relationship from sixteen till twenty two, six year relationship and I made yeah. my entire yeah. world about him yeah, and I made yeah. all of my friends his friends girlfriends and I that was like I did the opposite of like yeah you yeah, know yeah. and then that relationship ended and I was completely on my own yeah and that was kind of um an interesting like it was like a different way of being on my own in in an uncomfortable yeah. way yeah in a way because I kind of had no one but yeah. then it sort of that did reaffirm that you know well yeah. you know this is who I'm always just going to be with so yeah, I've yeah, yeah. got to like make myself so happy with being with me and like yeah. you know make myself happy with the things that I'm choosing to do career wise or in my free time or yeah I don't know I've always just wanted to, yeah yeah it's just so therefore decisions that you make are just ones that feel right to you and the ones that make you happy and then have you had to make tough decisions that just don't feel right yeah sometimes I think as well do you know what I've always been a bit of a people pleaser at the same time like I have I'm good interesting I'm good on my own but I've also been a people pleaser a lot and so I think there's only you can be a people pleaser for so long before you realize that that doesn't actually achieve much sometimes yeah that then you start to be as I've gotten older I'm definitely yeah, more yeah. selfish yeah in like a healthy way yeah 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 it's I think it's I think it's good though and I think what um what I've come to realize more lately is it's to be selfish is not it's not selfish like no, there not. are there are things obviously that, yeah. are, that are, are not cool but to make a decision based on you, if you take mm. everyone else around out of the mm-hmm. con- the equation and just make that decision on you, it that often more often than not that's the right one. So totally. uh, yeah, you do have to go yeah. with your um with your gut. What's um what's next for you? What is what's your next? You seem quite ambitious and yeah. Do you have do you goal set? Do you plan? Are you a do planner? You know what I used to. Like, I do remember, like, at the beginning of my career, like, writing down in a book a list of, like, (laughs) all the Fashion Week shows I wanted to do. And, like, I I used to write those kind of lists of... Yeah. And put them away and then... But I try and... I try and not... I kind of mentally goal set, but I don't make a whole ritual of, like, writing it down because I think that that can sometimes hold you back. And actually, my partner always says don't write goals because what if what you can achieve is bigger than the goals that you write down so actually goals can like limit you at the same time they can like hold you back but also limit you and I just I try I'm because I've like always been such a like high achiever a bit of a workaholic if I set goals it can actually like put me on a bad path because I start to like really like go into myself when I haven't achieved a goal or I'll start to like really go in on the goals and the focus is then on the goals and not on you know the most important like I was reading that but uh, James Clear Atomic Habits have you mm. read it I haven't never it's on my so list he's like I'm not going to be able to say the quote correctly but he's like you don't 
you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Okay. And it's all about how, like, you can make a goal. I can make a goal right now. I could say my goal is to work with Madonna, right? Mm-hmm. That was so easy to make the goal, right? Yeah, That's yeah. not the hard part. The hard part is making it happen. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. what do I need to do to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. make, actualize that? Yeah. And so sometimes, like, goal setting, I find, like, it's easy to write a whole list of goals, but really, like, what you need to be focusing on is, okay, what is going to be my action plan? Like, what do I want my life to look like in a year? What are the things that I need to be implementing? And like, I try and now focus more on the things that I need to do to keep on progressing rather than specific goals. But as far as like what's on the cards for me next, I definitely want to like expand like kind of my world of what I do. So, I mean, recently I, in again, it was like a lockdown project. I launched this platform called the makeup monster which Mm -hmm. is a place where I sort of teach makeup and that kind of came about because I had loads of conversations with makeup artists over that period of time and makeup artists that would assist me and were kind of not as far along their career as I was and they were in a really low place because they really just felt like they weren't going to be able to pull through and I was talking to people who had just embarked on a makeup course and then the course had just been cancelled with no plan to like and it was like really heartbreaking to hear and you know I just I've just watched over the past few years opportunities just be taken away from people that are you know have the same drive as me and still want you know have the same passion as me but they're just it's so much harder to get there these days yeah there's also a lot more competition and there's lots more you know it's it's trickier and I really like feel for the younger generation of artists so I really wanted to create something that would inspire younger artists and help them to like continue to learn from someone that's already like kind of you know work their way up the ladder to a certain extent I'm still learning literally every day and I just want to be able to share that with people so that I can egg other people on because I do really enjoy helping people and I really enjoy that brings like a newer meaning to the work that I do because you know there's only so many years that you can just like keep on creating makeup and sometimes I was just like is this really all I'm gonna do with my life is just like do makeup I really want to like do more than that so I definitely want to like build that platform more and, you know, reach more yeah. people and become more of like, um, I'm like more interested these days in like the business side of things. And I do really want to like, I think again, COVID taught us all, you can't just yeah, rely yeah. on one job and yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't rely on, you know, I do rely on other people to book me. So I do really want to like, you know, create yeah. something that's just mine and yeah, then yeah, yeah. that, you know, yeah. is my baby that I can like grow and again it gives me like something to like really sink my teeth into which I really enjoy and I I like to challenge myself so I just kind of I think I just want to expand my you know horizons a bit and um yeah see what I can create yeah good for you and I think um yeah we'll be sat watching and 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 what you're doing and I'll link it in the notes and stuff but yeah the the makeup monster is yeah, it's it's interesting. And I think going back again, like when you when it is something you're passionate about and you're meeting people with the same passion, it becomes more of a psychological therapy. Mm. Let's all just like dig in and just get this done. And then that's when you get the best out of people. And and I think it frees a lot of your headspace when you're in a comfortable, happy environment that you're learning and progressing and it's ticking your boxes, you know. I think that's something that people get wrong a lot of the time especially with work they're putting themselves in a situation for a long period of time over their life and it's you know it's it's a miserable space for them how can you possibly be happy when you're in an environment that's crushing you every single day 100%. um and then yeah you need to start making these decisions that again are, are right for you so we can't have you on and not ask about top tips so what are your kind of thinking everyday girl makeup yeah. um yeah what are, what are your top, top tips? tips okay so I mean I feel like this the first one is going to be kind of boring and something that probably you've heard before but it is really important like skincare and having a really good base yes if you don't have a good canvas to apply makeup on then you know it's going to make a big difference to the kind of the finish of the makeup so just yeah really well moisturized skin yeah and yeah just a nice base will 
make your makeup look incredible i really recommend like a one drop of oil in your moisturizer really mm-hmm. gives you like that glow from within yeah definitely for every day is amazing i always i mean i wouldn't do that on a celebrity for red carpet because that yeah. will like look really shiny but for every day if you just put a drop of oil in your moisturizer yeah your like a rose hip be, oil or yeah, any yeah. oil like any facial oil it will make your foundation and everything so so glowy okay so i do love doing that and then top tips um i love to encourage people not to put foundation all over their face oh okay so I always find that you know everyone has their like problematic areas or they have like a areas of their face that they feel like they need more coverage and what Mm -hmm. people tend to do is find a foundation that covers that and then they apply that all over their face and then that can make you look like oh you're wearing foundation but everyone normally has like an area of their skin that's like pretty clear so like mine's like my forehead for example or like down the bridge of my nose and if you don't put foundation in those areas you just give the illusion that you're basically not really wearing much makeup oh okay especially in the center of the face like most people like down the bridge of the nose if you don't put any foundation and you can kind of see natural freckles there and things like people's eyes are drawn to that center and then it can kind of really give the illusion that you're not wearing much makeup so even on say Anne-Marie who I work with all the time she's got gorgeous skin there's basically barely ever any makeup on her forehead because her forehead is just perfect so why would I cover it yeah and so she always like people are always asking like oh what do you do with her skin she just always looks so like you know natural and glowy and things and it's just because you just only put makeup in the areas where you need it and then that will give you like this overall it balances it out basically unless you want to wear lots of foundation then go for it because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I love yeah, that yeah, look yeah. too but yeah. for every day I think it's that normal thing of like, okay I've got a foundation so I need to apply it all over but you don't yeah. need to just if you just apply it in certain areas then a bit of concealer yeah that's kind of a key way to looking like you're not wearing as much as that's know, I've ne- never heard that before that's so helpful so yeah. thank you yeah that's a really good one and then tip number three, let me think. Mm. You can tell us how to get an amazing wing liner. Like <laughs> liner, I always get asked that one. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. Um, how to get an amazing wing liner. So I think if I was advising anyone that, say for example, someone's like, I literally have no idea, I've tried and I can't do it. I would recommend practicing. And again, you do need to practice a little bit. You mm-hmm. can't just expect to be able to like whack on a perfect yeah, liner. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't able to do it from the get-go and I still mess up my eyes sometimes. Um, <laughs> so nice, so, I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> I would definitely recommend like starting with a pencil because a pencil you can kind of really, you can manipulate a lot more. Once you put a liquid on, it's there, you can't move it. But if you yeah. start playing with a pencil so that you can get the shape right and think, okay, no, this is exactly where it needs to be. You yeah. can like, you know, have a Q-tip and take some away and yeah. figure out the shape with a pencil, get comfortable yeah. with that. Okay. And then you can always put the liquid on top of a pencil. I always find that that's like a really good way to do it. But also I think it's it's really in the product. There's so many different types of black eyeliners, like liquid liners. Yeah. You've got all the different applicators are so, so different. So it's about finding one that works for you. Don't just buy one liner and be like, I can't do it. I'm rubbish at eyeliners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try some different ones. It could be like maybe applying it with a brush. Some people prefer like... Um, like yeah, an applicator that's more flexible and some yeah. people prefer an applicator that's more stiff yeah I personally prefer and I don't know how to what the like technical name is for them but you can get these applicators that are like a very small skinny long pointy sponge yeah but when I put that on it just like I am messy when I do eyeliner like for me like the best eyeliner or that I and I actually just the one I'm wearing today I got it out new this morning because I was like let me go back to that eyeliner because I love <laughs> it and I applied it and I was like nope this is hands down the best liquid eyeliner it's the Byredo um eyeliner it's called okay. technical black but okay. that applicator even if you don't buy that one if you just go and have a look at that that okay. to me has always been my personal favorite type of applicator okay. I don't love the like felt tippy ones no they're quite draggy I find something you need some kind of flexibility yeah but at the same time an applicator that's like dead straight so that it does some of the work just, for yeah. you okay so it's all about just playing yeah or I, also I do love like just a fine eyeliner brush and like a gel liner pot okay but this is good some no, this people is are different good. some people I'm love the eyeliners makeup. that I hate I always love watching like on TikTok people do their eyeliners because I like to see like which ones people love but it's just yeah 
Is that your thing? Do you feel like the liner is your statement piece? Yeah, I've been wearing a liner for a really long time and that does make me feel... I love when you do the neon. Yeah, I, love I do love a liner. I do love a, like a really big liner. And if I don't have my liner on, you know I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me That's today. It's been an early cool time. If I don't have my eyeliner on, I'm not like... <laughs> but no it does that is my I guess that is my like that makes me feel like ready to go yeah eyeliner yeah I've gone through phases of like not wearing it because I'm like I don't want to get attached to like one thing yeah and it's like for me it's like eyeliner and tight ponytail is like my two things but I always go back to it because it just makes me feel good so if it makes you feel you it makes you feel you you know yeah yeah um so there's one final question that I ask everyone on the show and that is what's your version of beauty so I guess for me it would be all about I don't know having sort of just a fearlessness about you and an inner confidence to not be afraid to truly go for all of the things that you want to go for and I think that's when I see beauty in other people a lot too when I really mm-hmm. see someone that's like not afraid to really go and get the things that they want to get and they're yeah. not afraid to put themselves out there and it's yeah, I think that would be mine. It's the yeah. best like confidence boosting thing you can do for yourself is just to like, you know, yeah, take a deep breath and just go for it. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for sharing. That's so honestly such an empowering and inspiring chat. And I think what I'm hoping that people will get from it is that they feel a bit of your fearlessness and be able to just go for it a little bit more and have a bit more self-confidence so yeah thank you thanks for being so open i've really enjoyed the conversation it's great thanks hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official etf of the ncaa the future isn't scary not realizing its potential however could be Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.